If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus talking Big Ten Media Days as Nebraska out in Chicago Thursday. They will be the first team out of the gates um, to take the stage. So, lot to look at, lot to talk about. Um, as Nebraska in Chicago. But, guys, we want to talk more about the rest of these picks of the division and, and kind of gauge things out. And let's stick on the Big Ten West first. Um, Iowa, you know, number two. Wisconsin, number three. Northwestern, four. Purdue, five. Minnesota, six. Illinois, seven. Um, behind Nebraska in this poll. But we kind of hinted on this. It, it's amazing just how hard this division is to read right now when you try to look at crossover games, home schedule, road schedule, just all the intangibles that you have to look at when deciding a division with a nine-game conference schedule. And the one that really surprised me still, guys, is Minnesota at number six. They have an ESPN-FPI prediction of 10-2 and two right now. And the media poll has them finishing sixth in the division and it, it, it just tells you how razor thin this is and how the brands of Iowa and Wisconsin, particularly still, you know, the voters are going to go to the trusted brands over maybe a newer brand like a Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And to, to be fair, they were six by a half a point behind Purdue. Purdue had a hundred and oh, sorry, ten and a half points. So uh, it's but they still had one first place vote. So they had ten and a half less votes than Purdue, but had one more first place vote. So that just shows you. I mean, we talk about how much of a hodgepodge the West uh, predictions are. Uh, that's a perfect example. I mean, one, two, three, four, four of the no, yeah, five of the seven teams in the division were picked to win. They got at least one vote to pick the win the win the division. And so I mean, it's. Really, I don't put a whole lot of stock into what people think about teams now because, uh, like you said, it, there's so many things that could influence how this thing goes. And there are so many swing games that are going to ultimately determine this uh, that you look at Nebraska's schedule, look at that Minnesota game. I mean, that is probably one of the more overlooked games on their schedule when they have to go to Minneapolis where Nebraska struggled there the past few years and beat a team that as we've talked about Sean Minnesota is better than a lot of people think they might have the best running back stable in the Big Ten they have one of the best wide receivers in the Big Ten they got a stout defense uh, and you know they they don't make a lot of mistakes and so Nebraska is going to have to be on its game with arguably one of their tougher road games of the season uh, in, in a, in a situ- part of the schedule where, uh, you know, it's got a trap uh, label maybe all over it. So, um, I mean, that's why we go back to the whole point where, you know, Minnesota's picked six out of seven in this poll, but you could make a case that they could compete to go to Indianapolis and make a very strong case at that. 
Yeah, I don't think that uh, when you look at Minnesota, I think what maybe what they're lacking is that big-time name. They don't have the name Even though Tyler Johnson is one of the best wide yeah, receivers in college exactly. football. Exactly. They've got some of the best players. Um, but on nobody that, knows about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you ask some dude off the street uh, what, he, what his thoughts are of Tyler Johnson, Who? he'd be like, huh? <laughs> uh, but but he's really good. One of the best players in the conference. But uh, I think to me, that's that's probably what what puts them there there at number six is is just that they, they kind of lack that that big time name. You know, Nebraska's got Adrian Martinez. Iowa's got Nate Stanley, and um, obviously Wisconsin. Um, you know, has Taylor, and and um, you got those those stable mm-hmm. you know players that everybody knows who they are. Uh, but Minnesota doesn't really have that guy. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus. And, you know, I look at Wisconsin. They're such a hard team to read uh, uh-huh. because I, I felt like a, a few years ago was the year everyone thought they were going to fall off, and they, they got better with the way their schedule was that year. It was so difficult, and they won. And, and you know, they, they've gone to New Year's Six Bowl games multiple years. Now, last year they didn't. They went to the Pinstripe Bowl or the New Era Bowl. Uh, but – you look at it now, Jonathan Taylor is back for his third year, but you've got a number of other questions on the offensive line, four starters to replace. Their pass rush hasn't had that elite edge guy. They're starting Bryson Williams as their nose. And, and there's nobody behind him. Like he is, He's their starting nose tackle, and they like have zero depth behind him. So if he goes down, they're in trouble and, in the middle. And not, no knock against Bryson Williams, Nate, but I don't look at him to, as a – you know the type of body to be a true nose in this conference right now well yeah I, I never really looked at him as a nose tackle on a three four to begin with um I, I I've always viewed him more as a three technique uh and a really good three technique but yeah to I mean if he's the guy there at, at that nose tackle position and nobody behind him um you know I, I think that's that's a little bit of a red flag uh, you know I think he's going to have a heck of a career at Wisconsin but uh, but yeah, that's that's less than ideal for their defense and um, a defense that has just lost so many pieces here over the last couple of years. Yeah, they lost three of their four starting linebackers, which has been the hallmark yeah. of that defense. I mean, they've had big plug the middle linemen and then playmaking linebackers that just rack up tackles because of that. And right now they have very little depth on their defensive line, especially at nose tackle. And then they have a ton of inexperience at the linebacker position. Chris Orr is the only returning starter and he's missed plenty of time with injury. So, uh, and then the back end of the defense, I mean, they don't have, uh, you know, that Dakota Dixon or anything like that, where, uh, you know, it's just the, the guy that's seemingly like been a starter there for five years. And so there's a lot of issues on the defensive side of the ball, paired with an offensive line that just lost four guys to the NFL and has one returning starter who shared time as a starter last season. I can't remember the guy's name. I think he was their center. Anyway, they basically are revamping that unit. And so what makes Wisconsin football what it is? Running game, offensive line, defense. And two of those things have major issues right now that they need to address. And they got a quarterback question now. I mean, will it be the true freshman, Graham Mertz, who – you know, maybe the best pro-style quarterback recruit in the country from a year ago, or, or could it be Jack Cohn? And, you know, these are two guys, Nate, you're pretty familiar with. Um, I mean, would you be surprised if it's not Mertz right now? I would be. I, I think that I think that you probably – you just you kind of usher in the new era um, while you have a guy like Jonathan Taylor there to, to act as somewhat of a security blanket. Um, you know, I, I think if, if you if you roll out and you start the season with Cohn, but there's still kind of a, a competition going on, I, I think that's just going to be a big distraction for him. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But um, I would be personally, I would be surprised if Mertz kind of wasn't the guy from the get go. 
You're listening here to the Husker Online Show as we break down and analyze um, and, and look at things in the Big Ten. Uh, I want to go over to the East now. You know, Michigan, the favorite, Ohio State, number two, not a surprise. I think with Michigan State and Penn State, people don't really know what to expect. We know, I think if you were to just rank units in the conference, the Michigan State defense might be the best unit overall in this league. I don't think there's any question. They're their offense might be one of the bottom three or four yeah. in the conference. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe bottom they were, two. They were statistically. So that that's the, then Penn State. They they lose Trace McSorley. Yeah, they lost a lot. Who I think has kind of hit a lot of the flaws of Penn State over the years with his mobility. Yep. I mean, they kind of fell into McSorley, and all of a sudden he just turned into this phenomenal quarterback. He was like a uh, Todd Reesing almost from Kansas. You know, back in the old Big Twelve mm-hmm. days where. He just added an element of swagger and it's just kind of, like, kind of like a Baker Mayfield, a, a, sli- a slipperiness to the offense. Mm-hmm. And they had Saquon Barkley, that didn't, that, but you don't have that guy anymore. So the, Tommy Stevens left there yeah, to go to Mississippi, Mississippi State, State. And, and now they're going to start uh, another guy. Um, so the quarterback questions at Penn State, I, I, I think they're four by just pure reputation. Um, but, you know, I, I don't feel good about Penn State right now. I don't know enough about what they're going to look like at, with all those questions. I think that's another thing. It's the brand Penn State. It's James Franklin. People are just assuming that they'll figure it out. And generally they do. So, I mean, there's good reason for that. But, you know, Michigan State was a pretty distant third. And their defense is good enough to win the Big Ten championship this year, in my opinion. Now, if they can get any semblance of an offense, that is going to be the ultimate deciding factor. They have a fairly difficult schedule, but, um, you know, I think that, you know, they have the opportunity, I think, to to make a run, especially with, you know, we talk about important years for coaches. Mark D'Antonio is kind of feeling a little bit of heat, too. People are getting a little frustrated with some of the inconsistency that program has seen over the year. And uh, with Michigan uh, on their rise, you know, in the, in the same state, uh, this the time is now for them to, to really capitalize, especially with the defense being what it is. I mean, we did our ranking the Big Ten, and there was a Michigan State guy in the top five of literally every position group that we ranked. And so, I mean, they are absolutely loaded top to bottom on that side of the ball. And that is going to keep them in every game they play. The issue is, can they put points on the board? Do they have a quarterback that can throw the ball downfield? Do they have receivers that can get separation? An offensive line that can create a running game? All those things were lacking so drastically last year that uh, it really never allowed them to to get off the ground. I mean, remember that game in Lincoln? Uh, Michigan State's defense dominated Nebraska, but Nebraska needed three field goals to beat them. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how bad Michigan State's offense was. So um, that is going to be – they're kind of one of the more myster- mysterious teams in that um, they could be as good as any team in the conference, but if that offense doesn't pick it up, they could be exactly where they're pegged right now. You talk about the, the time is now. I mean, I, that, that's got to be, be it for Harbaugh. Um, I mean, if you can't beat Ryan Day in Ohio State and kind of get that monkey off your back in, in his first year as the full They won't fire him, though. Well, no, they won't fire him. I think him, he'll, he'll just get tired and, and leave. Well, yeah, I mean. And go to the NFL again, right, Robin? Or that, Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think they're going to fire him either. No, but, no they won't fire him, but it's going to be, be a lot of. It won't be yeah, fun to live in Ann exactly. Arbor if you can't beat Ryan Day in his first year. If Ohio State comes to Ann Arbor, especially when you're projected to go 12-0 and yeah. play for a college football playoff, uh, and then you let some first-year Ohio State coach beat you for the fifth time in a row uh, that's that's gonna leave yeah. a lot of or people. let's say they make the title game then they lose to the west team mm. i mean the west hasn't won a title game in a long time i mean i don't know i guess i don't know if they ha- ever have has wisconsin 
it was the legends and leaders in Wisconsin won some then. Yeah. But when it's gone pure east-west, I think Ohio State and Michigan State have won all those games. Yeah, I think and you're right. State won one. And Penn State yeah, won Penn one. State so, won one. yeah, the, the West has never won. I don't think the West has ever actually won one since they've gone east-west. Now, the legends leaders was different because it was a, a mix of both divisions now. Um, but, yeah, if they if somehow Michigan got to the title game for the first time in nine years – um, and didn't win it, man. That could, that would not yeah. be pretty for Harbaugh. The either. pressure is on for them. I mean, they've got they've got everything to lose, um, and and they're expected to win. You know, to take it all. So, um, yeah, that's something I'm going to be paying real close attention to. Is just how well does this team kind of live up to those expectations? How does Harbaugh go ahead and get it done finally after eight years? Mm-hmm. So eight, eight years, right? This is eighth season in 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 Ann Arbor. Right. He took over right when Mike Riley took yeah. over. Or maybe a little before. I no, I think it was the same year. So 15? It's not been eight years. No. Because Brady Hoke was around for – yeah, I'm trying to think. This will be his fifth year at Michigan. Fifth year? Yeah. Fifth or sixth. Yeah, because he came in right with when Mike Riley did, right? At the exact same time. So that was 2015. Okay. Yeah, no, it's yeah. not it – was Brady Hoke was Brady Hoke was there for – a number Nate, of years. Nate just making up stats. God, making us really <laughs> rack our brain here. Like, he has not been there eight years. He was, feels like he's been there eight years. Yeah, maybe that's the point. But uh, fact-checked, uh, you are correct, Sean. Since they moved to the East-West Division, no West team has ever won a Big Ten championship. In fact, the last quote-unquote West team to win a Big Ten championship was Wisconsin when they won it back-to-back years in 11 and 12. All right. Well, that wraps up our, our Big Ten Media Days preview discussion. I want to talk a little basketball. Nebraska started practice. The national writers got some access, so we're going to discuss with Robin uh, kind of some of the thoughts and things that came out of the open practices or the, the practices Nebraska's had thus far as they get ready to head to Italy. That's next here. You're listening to the Husker Online Show. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. <laughs> 